Wake up, America is in the building. And I'm your host, the Hitman Ed, is Sniper J. Are you in the house, my brother? Yes, sir. Oh, it's you know, been a long, it's been a long time, Snipe. But yeah, you know what? Here, Snipe right here is pouring him a cocktail like this guy Rockaway drinks cocktails when he talks to people. So I, you know, decided to get my own little cocktail here. You just can't see me, but you know. Well, hey, hey, that's that that that's my that's my neighbor. So hey, it's nothing wrong with a a little drink to. Well, tell your ex- neighbor. Expand your mind. To tell your neighbor that I said that he can't invite other people who've done stuff in the community without inviting me because I feel like I've been left out and I need to get on that show, okay? Because I have a long resume too myself. Okay. You know. All right. Well, I, I, I think the show is relatively new. Um, and if you don't know him, uh, Dr. Sean Rux, I could definitely introduce you to him. Hey, listen, man, I drink nothing but top shelf liquors. So he should definitely have <laughs> on his show. And I'm going to tell you right now, I am the life of Rockaway. OK, everything that I say and do goes it goes viral. OK, everyone listens to me out here. Okay. OK. All right. All right. Okay, Sean, you hear that? This kid is hollering at you. So right. uh, if there hasn't been an introduction, I will definitely extend it. But uh, you know what? We definitely have a hot topic, and there's so many hot topics going on right now, but we definitely have to hit them one by one. Uh, and the local elections for the 31st Council District is a hot-button topic in the, in the Rockways and on the mainland, right or wrong. Right. So, who has uh, signed up to run for this election? You know, I'm I'm hearing it's close to twenty people, but who is already? Is that true? I thought that was a rumor, man. Twenty people? Is it really that many people? That many people need power that bad? (laughs) I mean, they got they they got PSEG and going out of business, man. (laughs) Well, I I hope they find a replacement before they go out of business. Or we gonna be out here with solar power. Man, we got twenty people out here running for power, man. Well, that's twenty people that are talking about running. Um, uh, but how many have filed their paperwork? That's usually the indicator of who's serious. You know what? It's funny you asked that, man, because I was just looking at that last night, and I only see six people that filed. Six, six people. And what names do you have? Um, okay, let me get you a list here. I have it right here. Oh, wait a minute. In my handy-dandy notebook. Um, I have Savina Brooks Powell. I mean, I think okay. she sent me a friend request on Facebook. Never met her, by the way. Uh, okay. Emmanuel Silver. Well, I know him very well, trust me. Uh, okay. So both are, are, are uh, so far, everyone's from Harvard. Savina lives in Harvard. Yeah, Harvard. That doesn't mean I support Manuel. Okay. Um, we got Paysack Osina. You know, our Jewish okay. down there, Far Rock. Far Rock and a half. I think it's Bayswater. My fault. Paysack can correct me later. Uh, uh, it's still Far Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
we have a gentleman here who used to be the chief of staff of Donovan Richards. I think he was one of the second chief of staff of Donovan Richards. You know, he had a lot of chief of staffs, by the way. Which uh, one are you referring to? Uh, his name is uh, Frank Joseph, Haitian brother from Rosedale. No, Laurelton. Now he's going to kill me, too. I get everybody's neighborhoods messed up. <laughs> he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a uh, director of the Civil Complaint Board. So the okay. guy is pretty successful. Um, and last, we got some person by the name of Chen. I can't pronounce his first name for nothing. Uh, don't want to assume anybody's race here, but we're just going to say of Asian descent. Does he live in uh, the mainland, Rockaway? Uh, uh, what do you know? They, it doesn't really tell me where he's from, but he hasn't raised any money, so I can't tell you or get an idea. Okay. Uh, right now, right. he's leading the pack in fundraising. I mean, I heard other names were running, too. I just don't see them. They didn't file anything. Uh Okay. Who's leading in money right now in fundraising is Pesaco Cena. He raised about $10,445. Uh, pending, of course, these numbers can change every day, people. So please don't jump in my inbox and tell me how wrong I am. Okay. Uh, is, is that is, is that in Bitcoins or V-Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, listen here, man. V-Bucks? Never mind. Anyway. Uh <laughs> Manuel Silver is running in a close second place with about 7,800 beans. Okay. Uh, Savina Brooks Powell raised 100 bucks, but you never know. Again, this stuff changes every day. It probably didn't clear yet. Uh, so no need, to throw, no need to throw anybody under the bus here for their fundraising. All right? Well, very early. It's very okay. early. And, Let me just note and, to everybody that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez won – a congressional race with only twenty thousand dollars. Wow! When when her incumbent raised two hundred grand and got smoked, mm -hmm. David and Goliath. Yeah, you go. So let's not throw anybody under the bus here and laugh. And Frank Joseph has not filed any money yet, but I am pretty sure that man's got money. Okay, well, it, it, it's very early, and you usually. Uh, these special elections, you usually have a large pool of people that run and then, you know, they get knocked off or, uh, you know, with signatures or, or, you know, other things. Sometimes people just drop out or they make deals and decide, you know, I'm going to uh, jump on a bandwagon with this candidate and rescind my name or whatever. However, there are a host of issues for, for the 31st district. There are a lot of problems. So I am hoping that the candidates are running. I've considered it myself, but uh, I'm still floating on the fence mm -hmm. about it. But you definitely need to tackle man, the just core problem. Listen, listen, stop all that, man. All right, just run already. Listen, you already know how I do, man. You, you're the only one out here that can tolerate me. To the fullest extent. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, why don't you just run? Why don't you just tell everybody right here, right now, that you're going to run? Well, I, I can't do that, you know, because uh, I'm still in the uh, the exploratory phase. And, you know, I, I got to sit down with the Queen Bee and see how she feels about this as well. Oh, you definitely got to respect that. You know, your, your, your wife is, uh, listen, man, she's somebody of inspiration. A lot of, a lot of young men and women can look up to her. So I would definitely respect her, your wishes and her wishes on that one. So Thank I'm going to leave that. 
but but in the mean but in the interim i'm open to hear everyone's platform and what are they going to do to make this district better because we have a lot of issues and and i can tell you for one uh poverty is really uh we have a lot of poverty in in our district uh, our schools are failing we have horrible schools uh the infrastructure is bad uh the the, the job uh, outlook is bleak. There's no job readiness, and there I, I feel that they're they're oversaturating uh, this district with with more housing when there's so many more pressing issues that need to be addressed. How do you feel? Uh, I can't disagree, even though I love to disagree. Uh, can't disagree with that point. I mean, obviously. I ain't going to throw nobody under the bus tonight. I said, you know, I promised you pre-air that I'll behave myself. So, but I do feel there's certain people running for office and they're not even solidified at all in anything. I mean, you know, just because you worked at J.P. Morgan Chase, for an example, for five years, don't, you know, and you got a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, don't make you qualified to represent your community per se. It shows your intelligence and your ability, but it doesn't really prove anything. And with the failing schools, like you said, you know, and the, the failing infrastructure and how we live in a community where, you know, blacks and Hispanics are not being represented correctly by their own people. And then we got a lack of funding in certain areas. We have all these organizations who get all this money, and yet we still have the same issues every week, every day, every year. I mean, I, I really don't see much leadership anymore. And I'm not saying oh. that they don't exist, but the ones who are true leaders out there really need to step up. And the people that I've been sitting here waiting for to step up aren't stepping up. Well, I, I, I you, you've, you've been born and raised in Rockaway, Jeff. I have not. I, I've been here since 2006. And I, I must say, I concur with you on a lot of what you're saying. And I've just seen, okay, when I first came here, my wife and I, we didn't have children. And when we went into that sales office at Arvin by the Sea, one of the things that we were promised was our very own school for your children in Arvin by the Sea. That was prior to us having children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your, boy, your boy's almost taller than me, man. <laughs> we're now in 2020. And there's still nothing but tumbleweeds over there and probably um, some bones from. Uh... I, I mean, it's always something, you know, and, and I, excuse me if I'm jumping script or whatever. You know, we never follow our script. We write. That's the sad part. But uh, it, okay. reminds me of, it reminds me of Harvard East. Like how many more meetings and projects and, and, and little little drawings you're going to create before this actually happens? Like, I just I, I don't believe this is ever going to happen, man. And well, well the first Auburn East plan was totally different from the plan we see now. Now, was it, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it the same developer prior to Sandy that was going to develop Auburn East? Yeah, same developer that owns this place that I live in. Oh, don't get me started. But, uh, okay. Yeah, same people. Triangle Equities and L&M. Okay, so the the same uh, uh, cabal of uh, of builders that seem to uh, 
have a questionable footing. At least, in. at least it's not Arthur this time. Like, Jesus, I feel like they get approved for everything out here. Oh, their day's coming. I'm sure they got something lined up for them for some empty lots out here somewhere. And, you know, that's how the game is played. You know, you pay to play. Hey, you hey, know, you don't... hey, Jerry, if you're listening to this, man, can you start building some more stuff? <laughs> All right. I, w- I wish he would because that, that marina it would really be nice. And, you know, I, I know for a fact that if he built the hotel over there, it wouldn't be a homeless shelter. I can oh, tell you that much. Oh, you went there, man. Oh, don't get me started with that one. And then they claim well, another hotel in the new Arbor and East plan. Like, another what? hotel. Another so, hotel. So you're telling me that people are going to get off JFK Airport, they're going to get on that, that slow A train all the way out here to go and see a nature preserve and a parking lot and a single-family homes and go to the beach, and they're going to stay at a MGM resort in uh, an Arbor View or Arbor East or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, wait, wait, Jeff. The travel agents, mind you, Jeff, they have people booked up for the next 10 years that are looking to come out here. So I don't know. They got to build that hotel because they're knocking the doors down to get out here. Are you sure it's not because of the other hotel on 105th? You know, that nice spanking new hotel that's definitely not going to be a homeless shelter. Well, you know what? It, it's really looking good. And I, I, I think those people are vested in the community, their family. So I doubt very much that they want to bring a homeless shelter. Oh, no, they're not. We know this for a fact. They already said it. it, it it's a night. It's a real hotel, man. Exactly. Now, now the La Quinta, uh, what's the other one name in, in Far Rockaway that turned into a... a well, uh, you're talking about that that one with the nice pretty colors inside of it off the, off the A-train, right. the, the mint. Now, what I'm noticing is they're all the same owners. And they all seem to be heavy contributors to campaigns of elected officials. Mm. That's something that they all have in common. Who said that? Oh, oh I don't know. Where where he go so fast? Exactly. I said it. So that's a problem. We knew damn well La Quinta was not going to be a damn hotel in the middle of nothing, no stores, no restaurants, nowhere to go. So somebody's going to drop in at JFK and come over to La Quinta and and feel like they're in the freaking twilight zone. Yeah, you know, they're going to walk through the nature preserve, man. Yes, that nature preserve, man. That's what they're going to come here for, man. I heard they're going to have some real exotic animals in there, man. Wow. They might as well change that into a damn spooky house (laughs) because... You know, I, 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 you know, I don't know how they're going to market that. And uh, a nature preserve, is that something that a community, the community, don't we already have Jamaica Bay natu- uh, a nature preserve, it's, yeah. which is very beautiful. That no one u- utilizes or even goes to see, man. And it's a really nice place. It's a really nice place. Though. Exactly. It's a beautiful, the view is amazing over there. So we already have a nature preserve over there. Do we really need another one? You know, we don't we, we don't even have a place where people can go to have birthday parties for their children. We don't have a Dave and Buster's. We don't have a, a Shake Shack. We don't have a, a Trader Joe's. We don't have a Chipotle. And part of the reason we don't have that is because these corporations do their market research and they base a lot of their decisions on the incomes in a geographical area. That is the problem why we can't attract anyone out here uh, on top of the toll. 
you know, that that deal is, a, is an undue tax. Yeah, but yeah, if these elected, if these elected officials got together here and put their egos in check, then maybe they could shut that down. But they don't do that. I wonder why. No, they keep doing these false advertisements and and sit up here and say, "Oh, you see what I secured my money, and uh, you know my money, and I was able to get this park, and you see I was able to negotiate with the mayor and the city council to get us this nice spanking new park that's worth two hundred million dollars." And you got to think to yourself really fast here. Let, let, let's get serious here. I know I've been joking a lot in this show. I apologize. Let's get real serious for a second. What makes you think? I see why. Yeah, look, yeah. Let, let's <laughs> let's make let's get something straight here first off. All right, everybody knows that there has never been a time in our history, in this country's history, where any black and Hispanic and low income community has ever had so much money being poured into it so so uh, generously, as they call it. Like when like when since we start getting all these projects and money and all this other stuff, I don't want to hear it's because oh the city councilman he did he worked his he worked his ass off you know he really got us all this money and stuff like that. Listen, we all know in politics that you nothing comes free, nothing comes in goodwill. Okay, there had He's to be some deal. deal. There had to be some deal made. Okay, no one ever exactly. wants to give Far Rockaway all this money when traditionally Far Rockaway was supposed to be a dumping ground for the city. And this is a fact. It's not an opinion. Robert Moses and all these people had this design for years. Why do you think going to Jones Beach from here that no trucks can even get to Jones Beach and all of that is because he didn't want that. He didn't. He wanted to make sure the people that he put out here could not have no real good access to any good transportation, any resources, any comrades. And we're suffering from it today. But then you got these people, right? I'm not trying to go on a tangent here. Just hear me out. Then you got these right. people out here, right, that get sold this pipe dream because they're not used to having anything good. They never travel anywhere. They've never been anywhere else other than Rockaway or New York City. So they sit here saying, oh, you know, we used to never have nothing. So I think affordable housing is great. You know, we should build more affordable housing. It makes the community look nice. Okay. Have you ever seen a nice book cover? But then when you open the book and you read it, it's a trash story. That's how I feel I, I agree. That's how I feel about this place, man. This place can look all nice all at once, okay? The people is what makes the place. The people who represent us make the place, okay? And you can put up all these nice little sky skyscraper buildings and all this pretty affordable housing that ain't really a benefit nobody to live here, for one. It, it's not going to change the community. I mean, the best we can do is a, is a, is a Western beef. That's the best we can do. Exactly. I mean, I, you can build all the affordable houses. I'm not against that, man. I mean, come on. You see where I came from, right? How can no, affordable housing, it, it, affordable housing is something that is needed. However, the oversaturation is the problem. Yeah, but you not a, at least give me something good with it, man. That's some, that's some Western beef. You know, that's some ghetto junk, man. I, I agree. Why, I concur why, with why, you on why, that. Why can't my people have something nice to eat? Why can't they have something? once like what makes well, what, what makes park slope so special from here all right we all eat the same food really why can't we get a whole foods or a trader joe's or or, or or better yet what they have in gateway a, a shop right look at what east new york has which is a 10 minute ride from rockaway now i'm from brooklyn and east new york is historically you know a very low income area however Look at what they attracted over there. 
Look at the type of stories and the businesses they have over there. Yeah, and and the East New York does, does not have a great history either. No. But I think the politicians in that area work together uh, to build something that would benefit East New York and the surrounding communities. Now, you got these people, right, that will sit here and say to us, Oh, you see, you guys don't make no sense. You see, the reason why East New York got everything they got was because of the Belt Parkway and all this other stuff like that. But, again, this goes back to people not being well-traveled at all, okay? So you're going to tell me that due to – there's like, we all know Atlantic City is one way in and one way out. Now, Atlantic City is a dump now, but it wasn't always a dump today, people, Okay. So if Atlantic City can get all those casinos, all that attraction, if the Jersey Shore today on Asbury Park, okay, Asbury Park was a complete dump dump. Okay, not the way in that place, man. They got a casino now. They got resorts there on the beach. They got a nice boardwalk. They, and what, what stopped them? There ain't no highway near them. There's no highway there. No. Yeah, there's, absolutely right. There's a yeah. lack of transportation there, too. But look at it. Look at look at the 360. Listen, if you guys want to hear what we talk about, go on Google. Do yourself a favor. Put in Ashbury Park. Put in Ocean City, Maryland. Put in Daytona Beach. And Daytona Beach is definitely not some place to ride home about. But just go and look and see what they got. Absolutely. I concur. You don't, you don't, you don't even got to go that far. I'll tell you all right now, the, the infamous Chicago, go and look at the south loop of Chicago. All right, the South Loop is the ghetto, and look and see what they got. Exactly. Now, now here, here's another thing that I feel that a lot of people need to pay attention to. Now, if this district, District 31, mainly in the Rockaways, on our end, how many achieving schools do we have on our on our side, Jeff? Uh, one. One. Okay. So if the majority of the schools are failing, why would you now then add close to maybe 30,000 more residents with maybe half of them probably being school-aged children into an area with failing schools? Are, are any new schools slated to be built? Achieving schools. How about that? How about starting with something? Well, well, well I'm going to keep it real with you, man. I'm going to keep it real with you. This is where I'm going to disagree with you on right here. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, man, they ain't really know. You're never going to get good schools in the New York City public school system. Well, I'm tell you. There are some exceptions to the rule, Jeff. There, there are. You know, We can't say that all public schools are failing. I, I don't agree with you on that. I mean, you don't you don't see who's running the public school system now in this country. Well, let's just stick to our our geographic. Let's just stick to New York uh, well, City I'm right being, now. I'm being honest. We see. I really, really thought this guy was crazy, but this dude called Mordecai Rosen, right? He said something that I thought was completely outrageous, and it ties into what you're saying. He says, oh, why are people doing the census and don't do the census and all that? And I'm sitting over here saying, what the hell is this guy talking about? And I'm glad that I'm a critical thinker and I'm like a centrist. You know, I don't really care for Democrats or Republicans. 
So, you know, and I went online and I'm putting in here the senses, the history of the senses and everything like that. I know you feel like I'm going off topic, but I'm going to weave it back. to. I'm listening. I'm listening. The senses, if you think about it, that is part of systematic racism, if you think about it. Because now what you're doing is you're self-snitching on your community. And what I mean by self-snitching on your community is if you tell them that you make 20000 30000 40000 a year, which we all know that ain't no money no more, they're going to sit here and they're going to label us and they're going to give us all the less funding, all the less resources. They're going to make it look like this place ain't educated. They're going to make the census makes our area look like there's nobody here that got any job skills. They, I read the census report from 2010. They, yo, I know so many people who have college degrees around me here. You can't tell me that only 20% of the neighborhood has a bachelor's degree or more. Get the hell out of here, man. That's a lot. You're right. You're right. I, I agree with you. But they, but it's, they say the census is important for schools because that's where they allocate money to where those areas are in need. But it's a catch-22, right? You tell them you're needy for one thing, right? But then when you turn around, right, and look at it, you won't get anything else. And it goes back to what we were talking about. You can't get a Chipotle out here. You can't get any of that because we're being too honest on the census. Now, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get locked up. I'm not trying to sit up here and tell people to lie on the census. That's not what I'm saying. But I think Mordecai is right. We shouldn't do the census. I don't think the census favors people of color. I don't think it favors people in low-income brackets. Wow. Is this a conversation you had with Mordecai Rosen? or Yeah, yeah. Like, he hit me up. I was like, yo, dude, why are you talking crazy, man? I mean, I know I'm no, I know I'm no angel. I talk crazy, too. But I'm like, yo, man, what you talking about? I don't do the census, man. And he broke it down for me. He's like, yeah, he's like, if you got a bad, poor representative in your community and, and, you know, he ain't doing right, he or she ain't doing right by his people, it's like you're making that. It, it's crazy, man. Listen, that's a whole nother show. But all I'm saying is, is that the times that we're in now is a lack of education in our communities. You know, we're in a civil uprising now. You know, black people had enough in this country for good reason. You know, there's this whole social justice movement. We are not focusing our attention at the right things. Now, I'm, now this is me going on a tangent, so you need to cut me off right now because I'm gonna start talking maybe, about maybe, maybe maybe the distractions are done on purpose. Yeah, I mean, yes, police is a yeah yeah police is a real issue. Yes, we definitely need to tackle that issue. But don't sit here and tell me that the police is the number one issue in the black community because they're not. Well, I, I tell you one. Abolishing the, abolishing the police is not going to help social justice. It's not going to stop racism. Or none of that. Let's just stop trying to just stop the pipe dreams, people. Well, from from what I see where we live, I think you have cyclical poverty, a failing education system, a lack of infrastructure, no trade schools, no training programs. And I think if you continue to add to that element you're just making a bad situation worse. Now, let's right. just look at what COVID did to Far Rockaway. How many people succumbed due to a, a hospital that's not great, that was overwhelmed, and so many people in the community with bad health succumbed to COVID. Now, if you keep adding the same element to a same area, how are you helping that community? How do you deem that a success? 
Now, like I said before, affordable housing is needed, but you need to spread it out. Because historically, the Rockaways was always the dumping ground. It still is, honestly. And, and many changed. Ain't nothing changed. The only positive thing we had, really, in terms of development, and I know I'm speaking very, very cynically, but, I mean, we don't know what Mott Avenue is going to turn out to be, so I'll just hold off on my opinion on that one. But Auburn by the Sea is the only positive thing I've really seen happen out here. And it ain't really – and I'm not even really boasting about Auburn by the Sea because it ain't much, but it's, it's something. And, and, you know, all these people are probably going to say, you know what, Jeff, you know, you go talking trash again. You know, you talk about the gentrification and, you know, Auburn by the Sea is, is, is not affordable for people. Okay, you know what? You guys are right. However – we do need, and this is what poor people got to understand. And I hate to say poor people though, but I'm, I mean, I'm one of them. I don't make, I don't make a lot of money. I keep it real. I'm right in the same boat. However, we need rich people. We do. That's just how capitalism works. You got to have a high income in your area in order for people to even look your direction. So for you guys to sit up here and start hating on Oliver by the sea. You got to sit here and think to yourself, if we didn't have them today, right now, what would we really be? What, what would Arvin really be? Would it be any progress, really? I mean, come on. Y'all well, telling I, me Arvin by the Sea is not progress? I've heard stories of what it looked like before Arvin by the Sea was built. I, I thought people exaggerated, you know, but... Uh, well, let, me, let me clarify something, because I know you're probably getting a little upset with what I'm saying, but I'm not saying everybody Arvin by the Sea is rich. Because for the most part, I got a chance to know people that lived there. A lot of those people were city workers, blue collar, some were white collar. But a lot of these people actually are a diverse community, a diverse family. And they actually work very hard for these homes. So, you know, I'm not trying to come at Auburn by the sea that way. But all I'm saying is, though, people need to really sit here and think for a second. You, There is no money. There is no profit in poverty. You cannot make no money in poverty. You cannot that these these corporations do not think that we have the spending power. If you make it twenty to forty five thousand a year, you're expendable. Well, I beg to differ on a little bit. So let let's go okay. back a little I'll bit. Low, low low income developers get major kickbacks from the federal government. So there okay. is a profit. You, you, may, you may know something at all. Low income housing. There is a private listen. Poverty is here for a reason, because capitalists would not exist without it. How so? A lot how of so? So, how, so, so how come how come the rich always get richer and the poor stay poor? Because somebody got to do the work. Oh, okay, all right. You hit me with something. All right, let me shut up. I'm no. listening. And, until we go to the Jetsons age where the robots are doing everything, you need physical bodies to do the work. So, poverty is here for a reason, and and the aristocrats benefit from that. They benefit from that, from not paying people livable wages. Now, let's look at when's the last time inflation has caught up with the cost of living. It's never going to happen. Mm-mm. It's never going to happen. That's not how our economic system works. We run off a debt system. Exactly. It's not, and, and, and let me tell you, man, that, that was probably one of the most sinister things that J.P. Morgan and his little cabal 
came up with, with with the banking system and credit and you know. Well, you know the, the thing is, though, right? You have to think to yourself for a second. What exactly is inflation? And you know, if many people don't know, I studied business and economics in, in college. So, you know, and I'm actually a big believer in capitalism, but I just hate the system now because I'm living in the worst of it. But anyway, enough about me. The facts are here, though, is that we do run on a debt system. And what exactly is deflation? And I asked my professor this, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's actually been teaching at Harvard, Yale. I had a really good professor in a community college. I was blessed to have somebody that, that taught these Ivy Leagues. And he couldn't answer me the question, and he told me straight up. He's like, there's no answer to deflation, really, because he said it's all subjective and it's all controlled. And I'm like, how so? He said, well, deflation always goes up and never really goes down. And he says, you know, mathematically, though, you can't argue with the math. The math is, though, is that you need a deficit in order to show that you can bring money. Now, to put it in layman terms and put it more simple to people is, is that this country solely operates over debt. If there's no debt, then we don't have a country. Correct. So when you listen to these 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 uh, these damn Republicans, right, and they sit up here and say, oh, well, you guys are, are creating so much debt, it's all deflection because that's how they're getting rich. Exactly. See, when the government starts pumping more money, it, it helps the corporations more than it helps the, 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 the poor. See, everybody gets happy about the stimulus checks. And I know I'm going off topic, but the stimulus checks don't really are not really for you to benefit from. It's for the corporations no. and the commerce and the market to benefit from. Remember, they want you to spend this money. They don't want you to use this money for something that's going to help you per se. Well, I, I, as we've been witnessing for the last four years, some of the biggest criminals in America wear suits. There you go. Corporations have been getting away with murder for centuries. And that's a, let me not even go off on that because I'm going to start throwing right. people. But, but it, still ties we, it still ties into what we're complaining about in this community, right. though, because you got to understand something. We could be mad at Donovan Richards, James Sanders, whoever else represents us now, right? Soon to be Khalil Anderson. And, you know, we're going to throw the West in in there with Eric Ulrich and Adabo and them, right? Everybody gets the point. What I'm trying to say is, is that no matter how noble we think these people are, there's still another boss on top of a boss. So I can't just get mad at them. But at the same time, like, who are these people who are manipulating our representatives and trying to deceive our representatives into selling their own people out? Well, that all boils down to their bottom line. What's in it for them? Right. How does this benefit me and my district? What do I get out of the deal? Do you I'm going to tell, tell you right now. I'm going to tell you what you get out of that deal. They're going to promise you and your family a nice living, a nice pension. They're going to promise you and your queen bee that you guys are never going to have to ever live in the projects again. You're never going to suffer at the expense of other people. And honestly, the only way you're going to break the chain really in capitalism and greed is just that we have more people who are willing to sacrifice it all for everyone. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is we got to get off the materialism. We got to get off the power tripping. And we have to now look at each other in the mirror and everybody else around us and say this to ourselves. What matters more, our kids and the generation behind us or us and ourselves? And if we keep having a self, a selfish generation, the next generation is just going to be selfish, too. We are right now, we are showing the, the, 
the, the generation behind me and you, well, I come behind you, actually. Sorry, that didn't make sense. But the generation coming behind me are watching. And if we keep operating the way we are, they're just going to copy because they were only as good as the generation before us. Well, they're watching closely. And, and you brought up a good point when you, uh, what, what, what is the woman name that, uh, she's a spokesperson for Donald Trump and her daughter filed for oh, divorce. Oh, uh, uh, Ke- Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. So that's a prime example of, of your children watching you, watching their two parents on different side of the pendulum. I think the generation behind you, Jeff, is far more intelligent than we give them credit for. And they're in the age of technology and they're very computer savvy. Don't think they don't know what's going on because they do. Because my children, my boys, when they're looking, you know, they see we have a lot of law enforcement in the family, but then they see these little clips on TV and they're trying to figure out what, why did that cop do that? Or why are they burning this down? What's going on with here? What's this black and white stuff? What, what is this? You see, because, you know, my kids are in a private school. It's very diverse. They have friends of all races. And they're not understanding yet. Or at least my youngest one. My oldest son, he's connecting the dots. But I think oh, that generation. Oh, they, oh, they, is they know, man. They, I think they're just nervous to let you know that they know. Or maybe they're just not comfortable yet telling you how they really feel. They're, 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 they're surprising me at what's coming out their mouth. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, one thing, the, the one thing I'll be honest with you is here is that I, I know I tell you this all the time, off camera, off the air, and all this all the time, right? You're, you're an exceptional father. And, Thank you. I you know, appreciate you're, you're, you're a really good parent. And sometimes for me, I, I'm, I'm very selfish sometimes to myself because I sit here and say to myself, what's the point of bringing kids in this world? Because this world is so effed up. And, you know, I sit back here and really think that, you know what, what kind of, what kind of parent would I be if this happened in this situation? Like right now we're going through somewhat of a revolution, not a total revolution yet, but we're kind of like going into a crossroads of, of how social norms are going to be. And I, I, I have to ask you something here. How does it feel as a parent right now to be raising kids in this type of environment? Like, how do you do it? Jeff, it's very frightening. However, my wife and I will fight to the death for our children. Okay? Someone has to sacrifice today for a better tomorrow. What we are witnessing in our country right now is dangerous, Jeff. I, I, I feel like we're on the, on the, on the cusp of a of a, a second civil war. There's far too much hatred. There's far too much uh, poverty and division from the haves and the haves nots. I almost feel like society is, look, is on, the, on, on the, uh, the edge of collapse. But we're all too selfish to sit down and discuss the core problems 
that are affecting America because far too many of us paint ourselves into corners. So I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. You're a conservative. You're a liberal. You're this. You're that. To me, Jeff, they're all full of shit. I agree. Both parties sell you the same song and dance. They all laugh together when the camera turns off. They all come into office in debt and leave multimillionaires. I wonder how they do that. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. The Democrats and Republicans, they're both all going to be good. See, well, everybody's got to understand something here is that I'm going to tell you a, a quick story because I know we're running on time. But I need everybody to really listen to me carefully what I'm about to say. And I don't care if this affects me later on if I try to run for office or whatever, this, that, and the third. Y'all are going to get the realest me, period, okay? I'm never going to hide how I truly feel, even if, it, even if it costs me my career. And I really mean that. Y'all can sit up here and say, oh, he must be drinking right now and all that. And he'd be real confident. And I really mean what I say. And what I'm going to say right now is, is that people got to really start to start stepping out of their comfort zone and really start to see that we're all being duped. Now, this is not to write off the Black Lives Matter movement because for the most part, I think what they're trying to do is noble. There's just a lot of misdirection. But anyway, that's not my point. My point here is, is that whether you're Black, White, Asian, Hispanic, whatever you are, at the end of the day, everybody does have their struggle. And I was raised differently, man. You know, I'm 25 years old, born in 95. All right? So a lot of people aren't going to expect this from me. But what I'm about to say is really is that I was around white families. I was around black families. I was around Hispanic families. I even been around Russian families, Italians, you name it. I'm, I'm very well-rounded. And I speak to people all around this world. I got friends all across this world. And I'm telling you right now, we all got a story. Now, that's not, to write, that's not to write off the struggles that people of color go through, because I'm not writing that off at all. But all I'm saying is, though, if we more started to look at how it's more of a us versus them mentality, I think we'll be way better off. And I think we can really start to tackle the racism issue, because really, racism is just a system created by the real powers that be. It's not a white or black issue anymore. We're really all being duped, and they love watching us sit here and tear each other apart. Because that's part of the plan. They don't want you to critically think and figure out how they're fucking you. They don't want you to figure out and go, wait a minute. This is all a shit show. They're the ones who are really benefiting, and everyone else is suffering. That's why there's attack on unions and pensions they want to take away all of that. You know, one minute it's, it's the post office, next minute it's the police department. Yeah, it you seems know. like everything is an issue now. Like, yeah, how is everything all of a sudden a problem? <laughs> Makes you wonder. And, and not for nothing, though, I really hate to bring this man up, but it seems like we have to. But the whole thing with Trump is, what a lot of people got to understand about Trump is, is that you got it, you only see in a face. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Someone else is at play here. We'll never find out who that is. But mm -hmm. you got to think to yourself now, the way Trump speaks and the way he backtracks on everything, it's like he's fighting someone else and himself. <laughs> if you ever really listen to what he says, it's almost like it's almost like he's being a robot and he's confused on whether he wants to be himself or he wants to be someone else. Because really, let's be honest with you here. People who know their history, 
and know about this man and know about politics is one thing that Donald Trump has never really changed as a person. No, he hasn't. He only got older. He only got older. <laughs> yeah. However, though, I don't think he's a Democrat or a Republican, really. I think some of the things he said in his campaign, he really meant. But then when he got into the real the real belly of the beast, he realized he couldn't do what he wanted to do. So he decided to just get sporadic and be like, you know what? I hate all of y'all. And he really does hate everybody. I really think that guy is a narcissist. Let's look at how many people under him have been indicted and sent to prison. And at one time he smiled and they were all his buddies. But then yeah. he threw them, threw them all under the bus. Just think about and then this. The... He's probably our greatest enemy, right? But just think about it. He's probably everybody's enemy. I think even the people who put him in there, he has became an enemy of them too. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, it's all about his bottom line and him. You know, and they didn't see that. I think they got the wrong guy. I think they realized now that they chose the wrong guy. I mean, look at his main man, Breitbart, with, with the money for the wall that he took millions of dollars and started spending him on himself. You know why he probably felt so compelled to do that? Because he saw everyone else going to jail and getting pardoned. So he says, hey, I could do this. The Don is going to he's going to wave his wand and I'll walk. You know, the the, uh, the Epstein woman that was selling children as sex slaves. I wish her well. Who says that? I mean, Who you got to you you think to yourself real quick. Is that really him talking or is that the, 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 the beast? You know what I'm talking about. I ain't trying to get killed out here. But yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's a club. And, 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 and guess what? What was the comedian's name? We ain't a part of it. He said, yeah, it's a big old club. And you ain't in it. And you ain't in it. George Carver. So, right, right. There you go. Very, very smart guy. Very. I love his comedy because I, I think comedians don't get enough credit. Man. I, I think they're extremely intelligent, the majority of them. You know, and they drop bombs on you. And some of us are so busy laughing that we don't understand. We don't see the message. Now, I, I think the greatest weapon that we can use, I know we went over our time, but I'm going to wrap this up. This is my final point. If you don't oh, we still got time. We still got time. Let's keep okay. rolling. All right. You know, um, what I'm going to say is, you know, the greatest thing you can do right now to fight the power is that, and this may sound crazy, but please, people, just listen and understand where I'm coming from. I know I'm misunderstood a lot. If these white supremacists, Black Lives Matter, and all the people in the middle, if they was to see us all march together, regardless of how we feel about the situation, if we all just decided one day to all march together about anything, about human peace, whatever you want to name it, that would really scare the hell out of me. I'm being honest mm -hmm. with you. Exactly. Because here's the thing, Jeff. If there, if, if, let's say one day we woke up and there was no hatred or racism in America, you would never hear the phrases black lives matter blue lives matter lives matter because if you, if you respected everyone we wouldn't have these problems there'd be no need to to paint that stuff on the street there'd be no need to make another slogan to counteract another if all there was no real problem all of this is a diversion and behind the scenes by the time trump is gone we're going to see the damage that was done with all those little bills that are signed at three or four in the morning that nobody reads. Yeah, because they're like 3,000 pages. And they're signed into the law. 
Now, now, now here's something. There's, there was a small book that uh, the mayor of Compton put me on, and I was talking to her, and she told me, she was like, Edwin. Uh, how, how's she doing, by the way? Nah, she's a strong sister, man. You need, you need to follow her. Follow her on Instagram. Yeah. You know, so she said to me, read this book by Tip O'Neill called All Politics is Local. Oh, yeah, you, you, uh, you, you made me read that book. Now I'm going to bring it back to what's going on right here. Let's just forget about the national scene right now. We need to fix the local politics where we live. Start local. Everyone forgets about local and they get away with murder. You're right. If you think about all of the cities in America, let's talk about where the majority of the people of color are. Look at the conditions of these cities. Local politics. They don't care about the people. Why all the trade programs removed from New York City? They used to be there in the 70s and the 80s. But you go to Pennsylvania where I have my cousins that uh, they're coming out of high school as plumbers, masonry, electricians, carpenters. And if you don't decide to go to college, you can still make a six-figure salary. Why don't we have that here? Why? We're creating a prison pipeline. Yeah, I mean, it goes big prison, man, really. We're creating a pipeline where we're going to have mis misdirection of an entire generation. Jeff, it, 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 the seeds are already sown. We, we have broken families. And, and, and it's cyclical. The, the patterns are, are, you know, when, when you have young people that they feel that the need that to be in a gang to feel a sense of family, then, then that means society is broken down because the family structure is gone, at least I mean, in our all, community. It goes bigger than family. All types of structure, morals, ethics, and, and people finding reasoning is all gone. I feel like we're trying to normalize everything. And I'm going to be honest with people, y'all. A utopic society is just not possible. There's going to be a lot of dead people in a utopic society. Well, like you got to stand for something. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I think a lot of people need to pay attention to these local elections and really sit down and ask whoever's running what their platform is. How are you going to like make my life better? How are you going to make, excuse me, how are you going to make my community better? What are you going to do to change the narrative, to make it better for me? And, and my children. I don't care how cool you are as a person. Like I can respect you as a person. I can still see you as a friend. I can still say you're very intelligent. But if you're not the right person for the job, I'm sorry. Well, I, 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 I what I've seen a lot is a pecking order, and I don't like that Olympic baton race. Yeah, I I'm feel that's a problem. I feel the best man or woman should win. I'm going to be honest with you. There should not be no fundraising. There should not be no, you got to sign a petition to get on the ballot. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Like, if this is supposed to be a democracy, there should be no loopholes. There should be no ropes that you got to climb. Let just me tell to, you. Just to stand if, up. If, if, you look at, if you look at what AOC did, and, and she burnt out shoes, and she knocked on every door, and she knocked on the, the doors twice, the third time. And, and, and she let those people know, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm back. You see, I'm back. I didn't just knock once. And then she went up against, you know, Goliath and slayed him. And she took him down. She went against the machine 
and she beat the machine. He was and now, to the house, the third most powerful person in the country, she took down. Exactly. Now you got to look at the local election by us. Look at Khalil Anderson and what he did. What he did was he galvanized a core group of ignored voters, the younger generation. There you go. He came out and they took him over the top. You, you know, can't get mad at that. Love him or hate him. You can't get mad at that. Actually learned from what he's seeing now. And exactly. You know, got to understand now that he took a blueprint from AOC and put it into effect. So that proves that you can go against the machine. Rage against the machine. I am so done with business as usual out here that you really need a major earthquake to wake up these damn zombies. You know, not for nothing. I told you before off the air, I'm like, I'm ready to just go out there with a bunch of ballots. I mean, with a bunch of voter registration and I'm going to get the people my age registered. I don't care if they want to be Republican. I don't care if they want to be Democrat, Independent, Green Party, whatever. It's important that we still have people with differences of opinion. And I still think it's important that we have people who stand for something. I was like, look, well, I don't care what party you choose, but you well, better stand I, for something. You better get out there and vote. Well, well I tell you, Jess, since, since you and I are very like unorthodox and we don't bite our tongue, I, I, think it's, I think we should get every candidate on this show. Why are you running? What's your platform? They, they, won't, come on. they, they won't come on. I'm going to be honest with you. They won't come on. Nobody well, then, you come on, then nobody should vote for them. Simple as that. You're supposed to talk to the people. It doesn't matter what the question is. You should not be prepared for the question. You should already know in your mind what you want to do and what you're going to say. So when the questions are prepared, I think that's not fair to the people because you're giving them a, a liquid answer. You know, it's bullshit to me. I don't like prepared questions. I hate that shit. Let someone stand up and come from, oh, mm, okay. But you know, I respect you more if you say, you know what? I don't have the answer to that question, but what's your name? I'll get back to you. That's what I respect. Yeah, I don't respect I mean, it's okay. You're not going to know everything, man. You're not going to know everything. You're not going to have the answers to everything. Correct. Correct. But I, I just know, uh, I don't, I just don't like what I'm seeing going on. I, I, we, we have, our infrastructure is crumbling. Jeff, we can't even have a windstorm without knocking out the goddamn lights or the cable out here. So if we can barely keep our lights and in the, in, in, in the uh, networking on, everybody's doing remote learning, how the hell are you going to add 30,000 more people to this goddamn peninsula? I mean, you could, say, you could say the same period about every community right now. Like, really, what are we doing here? Because now we finally hit rock bottom. All right. This virus has really exposed exactly how unprepared we are in so many different areas. Remember when I told you last year on this show that we're not prepared for a storm? Maybe I should have thought more broadly when I said that, because I'm just thinking about Sandy. But I just started to realize that we're really not prepared for anything. No, we're not. No, we're not. And, and and it's 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 really scary. Uh, that was just a tropical storm that came up here. 
and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm still dealing with power issues, man. Internet issues and all that. I don't get it, man. Man, we better hope we don't get what's coming up the Gulf right now. That may be a category three. And then 24 hours after that, another hurricane is right coming behind it. Well, listen, man, this planet does not operate on human terms. What people got to understand is Mother Nature does not operate on anybody else but herself. And this planet is changing right before our eyes, just like society as a whole in human form is changing. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's no beating this earth. So oh, humans better wake right. up because we're all here on borrowed time. Well, I think, you know, I, 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 I agree with you 100% on that. But I think going forward, I, I think the next person to represent our council has to be honest and they have to do what is beneficial for the community. What's beneficial for the people, not for themselves, not for the party, but for the entire community. Our schools are crumbling. Our infrastructure is crumbling. The children are not learning. Our family structure is, is, is falling apart. Our streets are in chaos. Uh, you know, gangs are taking our children. Uh, you know, we're, we're, everyone is uh, young people uh, uh, attacking older people in the streets. It's like lawless. It's almost like freaking escape from New York. It's insane, yeah. Jen. Yeah, you're right, man. It's sad. I mean, not even a one-year-old child is safe in the streets anymore, man. You know, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed at, at, you know, and I, and I supported De Blasio when he ran. I, 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 I am really ashamed of what I see. Right. Wait, listen, I didn't, I didn't want to mention this, but it's on my head a lot. All right, I just had a cousin that was killed in Chicago. All right, and you know. I'm sorry. Like, we got to eventually see. Nobody's going to understand until it happens to somebody that's close to them. All right? And, and people really got to really start to wake up and forget about what your beliefs are for a second. Start to think about what kind of world you want to live in and what kind of world you want your kids to live in. And I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to touch too much on kids. But if you're a parent, you know what to do. And it's really time for us to really start standing up for something. Otherwise, we're going to fall for anything. Exactly. And what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. I don't care what they're affiliated with. If something is done wrong to someone, we need to stand up for everybody. We need to march exactly. for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. We got so many flags. We got so many, you know, the fact that hate groups have a platform in America is fucking troubling. That's yeah, the freedom of speech. It's the freedom it's of speech. Problem. And I'm going to be honest with you. Freedom of speech is probably the worst the worst thing we have, really. It needs to be ratified. Yep, the fact that people can parade around in public with Nazi flags and Confederate flags, a Confederate flag went against the Republic. And Lord, and you're parading around with that flag. The Nazi flag killed thousands during World War II. Yeah, and they tell us we're not patriotic. Y'all the real traitors. But it's okay for those flags to be flown, to be walking in public, that's bullshit. You go to jail if you parade around with a Nazi flag in Germany. So why is a Confederate flag okay in America? What does that say about the fabric of America and how it was built and how it was stolen? Let's get to the real nitty gritty. Let's not play anymore.
Yeah, we're, we're going to that's going to be that's going to be our next episode. You know, I think it's time for people to really start to listen to what's really at stake here and what really needs to be done. And they don't have to like what we're going to say, but in the in, in the long run, in the long run, they're going to thank us later because you got to think about it again. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next year, yeah. or the next decade. Let me tell you, our way of life, our way of living. Our culture, our republic is in danger. And right now, we're being tested. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Our children are watching us. Are we going to step up to the plate and hit a home run? Or are we going to strike out? What are you going to do? I don't care what rate, black, white, Asian, Hispanic. What are you going to do to make a difference? You see the bullshit going on. What are you going to do? You're going to be a brave heart or you're going to be a coward. Nobody respects a coward. That's a fact. You going to jump in this election? You going to run, Jeff? You going to jump in? Well, I am going to say this. I'm going to jump into an election. I can't say it's going to be this one, but I am going to jump into an election. It's going to happen really soon. Hey, we got a we got a we got we got a 25 year old in the state assembly. Make history. And I think it's time to make a 25-year-old become one of the leaders of this party. The party that dominates, and I'm just going to throw a subliminal and a hint out there. This party dominates Southeast Queens and it dominates Rockaway. And I think it's time that now we have a 25-year-old leader in the assembly. And I think it's time to have a leader right here on the grounds in our local community that's 25 years old as well. I'm going well, to say something out. that might not be popular. It might be dominating, but it sure ain't helping. All I'm going to say is, though, this is really easy. This is a giveaway for everyone. This person I respect a lot, and I think him as a person has done a lot, a lot of good back over the years. He's a very, very high in wisdom, but I think it's time for fresh blood. I think we need to get younger because, to be honest with you, I got more years than him in this world. Now, I know there's no guarantees in life, but... Right now, the mathematics fall on my side, and I think it's time for us to start giving the new generation a chance to see what we can do. Because right now, what we have now ain't working, right? I think everyone could agree on that. What we have right now ain't working. Absolutely. You cannot, you cannot sit up here and tell me that I'm not worth a shot. And I'm going to leave it at that, E. There Let we go. figure it out. So on that note, I know we've piqued some interest, we've piqued some ears, and we're open for anyone that wants to come on the show and uh, take a step up to the back because we're throwing fastballs. You know, we're not going to pull no punches, but everyone is welcome. You know, the hitman and, 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 and the is in the building. And I think it's also important to sit here and say, you know what, I'm going to give respect to anybody who's willing to put their name out there and actually try and do something because you're already doing a lot just by stepping out there and putting your name out there to try and do something. So get on this show and show us what you got. Exactly. And on that note, we out of here. We out of here. Peace. Peace.